Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. I want to read once again from uh, Truth For Life by Alistair Begg. This is a one-year, 365-day daily devotional. It's relatively new, and I really enjoy it. I'm a big fan of Pastor Alistair Begg, and he's a great Bible teacher. I encourage you to uh, look him up online if you want to listen to some of his sermons as I do often, and perhaps buy some of his books. Uh, I have several of them myself. He's going to, as, as I, the selection I've uh, chosen today is called Continue in Grace, and he's going to spring from uh, Acts chapter 11, which I want to read part of that for you before I read uh, the few, what does he got, one, two, three, four paragraphs here as a daily devotion for us. Here in Acts chapter 11, this is a, a, an amazing time in the um, expansion of the gospel. And, uh, you know, most of you will remember that the, the Christian church actually began uh, in Jerusalem. And uh, there in the early chapters of the book of Acts, we have the the Apostle Peter standing up and preaching and all these thousands of people coming to believe in Jesus, to trust in Jesus. And then that, that begins to spread. And even Peter himself at one point in chapter 10 finds himself up in uh, Gentile territory, preaching in a Gentile home to a man named Cornelius, a centurion. And uh, lots of people turn to Christ, and it's an amazing experience, and he's blown away by it himself. And he goes back to Jerusalem and tells them all about it. They're a bit incredulous. They don't know what to do with this. Oh, my goodness, they they can't believe that uh, uh, this this, uh, new faith that they've embraced, this trust in, in Jesus has now not just been offered to the Jews, but to others, to Gentiles especially. And there were really only two kinds of people on the planet. And, you know, when it came to the Jewish people and their thinking anyway, back in the day, it was the people who were Jews and the people who were Gentiles. That's it, you know. So to think that this would be breaking out uh, was was astonishing to them. And uh, verse 18 of Acts chapter 11 says, so when they heard this, this report from Peter about these Gentiles accepting Jesus and and coming to faith in Christ. When they heard this, they quieted down and they glorified God saying, well, then God has granted to the Gentiles also the repentance that leads to life. And so uh, right there, you see that, that pivot begin to happen as Peter brings the testimony of what God had done um, and uh, how amazing that was uh, for them to hear. And it goes on to say in the following verses that then those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen, and remember the Christians are beginning to scatter now uh, because um, there indeed is some pretty stiff persecution as we saw uh, in the story with Stephen earlier in the book of Acts. And it 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 spreads the gospel, you know, as a result. It kind of because as they move, as they leave from Jerusalem and spread to other parts of the world, they carry the gospel with them. And they made their way to Phoenicia, it tells us here in chapter 11, to Cyprus and to Antioch, speaking the word to no one except to Jews alone. And that Antioch there is uh, a reference to Syrian Antioch. There are several Antiochs in our New Testament, and there's even one real close to Nashville, Tennessee, here where I live. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks, also preaching the Lord Jesus. 
And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. And the news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. And so they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. And then when he arrived and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. I love this. And it's not, it's right after this that Barnabas goes to Tarsus and looks for Saul, who will ultimately become the Apostle Paul. And it's just because Barnabas, this man whose name means uh, uh, son of the father, he's also known as the son of encouragement. He is, uh, has such a welcoming heart. And the Lord uses him in powerful ways to bring uh, a surprising group of people uh, to Christ. Let's see what Alistair Begg has to say about this. He quotes first from uh, the 18th century uh, hymn writer William Cowper. God moves in a mysterious way his wonders to perform. Isn't that true? And most of you can attest to that, that God has done that in your life at some point, right? And by the way, that's, that's what's great about the book of Acts too. It helps us recall the mighty deeds of God and the way that God has moved um, uh, in new and surprising ways in our lives over and over again. Good for us to each uh, be mindful of that, especially during times when we find our, our ourselves drifting or, or wandering a bit. Just to remember how faithful God has been to hold us fast. Um, this is so beautiful. Well, God moves in mysterious way, his wonders to perform, Pastor Alistair Begg says. In the life of the early church, it was the persecution of the congregations in Jerusalem, the only churches on earth at that point, that caused the gospel message to reach further and faster than would have happened without those first Christians being forced to flee their city. As the believers were scattered throughout the cities of Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, the gospel was spread to the Hellenists. Uh, That's another way of saying to the Greeks, okay? Um, Your New Testament has three, if you want to think of it this way, three different, uh, think of three, you know, circles. They get a little bit larger as you go in and out, okay? So it has a religious context, the New Testament does, and that's Jewish. Um, It has a cultural context, uh, a little bit bigger, if you will, and and that would be Greek, Greek culture at the time, permeated the the entire Roman Empire and the Roman Empire's uh, giveaway on the third circle, the political context uh, is Roman. The Roman Empire is in power, but Greek culture permeates the Roman Empire. And so they're called Hellenists and they speak, most of them speaking uh, Greek at the time. And so um, we have all of these Christians scattering out based on this um, persecution that's happening throughout the region and many came to believe. And Luke, in as he writes the book of Acts, he's really great to do that. We even just read one of those, didn't we? That um, a large number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Um, and 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 that he does that over and over again in the book of Acts. It's really great to watch uh, the good doctor writing as a historian and as a theologian, just showing us how the gospel spread like a wildfire throughout the Roman Empire and uh, and swept the entire place. It was really amazing. Okay, so back to Alistair Bragg. However, when news of these Gentile conversions got back to the church in Jerusalem, it was not immediately welcome. Up until that point, 
the gospel's expansion had been almost entirely among the Jews. Now the word was coming back that Greeks were becoming Christians too. This confronted the church with a new development that they were not quite ready for. What was happening? Should they smile at it or frown over it? Who could they send to handle an encounter such as this? And I know people in churches have had difficult. I mean, we've always got a church curmudgeon or two, don't we? I've been one myself. I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm a recovering curmudgeon all the time and a recovering Pharisee all the time as well. So I love that the Lord has his Barnabas-like folk out there. And uh, as this early church in Jerusalem begins to think about who, who should we send up there to check this out? Barnabas, he's the, that, that's going to be who they... So Alistair Begg says, it should not surprise anyone they chose to send Barnabas. That's right. While not everybody in the church can cope with new and different opportunities... Barnabas was an encourager and a man who recognized God's redeeming work in others, even when it was surprising or strange. And then in parentheses, he says, see Acts chapter 9, verses 26 through 28. And that chapter 9 of Acts is that record of the conversion of the apostle, uh, or the conversion of Saul, who becomes the apostle Paul. And, um, and, and Barnabas, as we as we as we've said here in Acts chapter eleven, he's he doesn't he's not fearful of this Saul fellow who's been persecuting Christians and known to be uh, out to you know destroy Christians. Um, when he hears news of Saul's conversion, he knows that God can do that kind of thing, and so he's not fearful. And so, of course, the church in Jerusalem would send Barnabas up there. Um, well, I'll just restart that paragraph again. It should not surprise us when they chose to send Barnabas. I hope I could be a Barnabas in somebody's life. You too. While not everybody in the church can cope with new and different opportunities, Barnabas was an encourager, a man who recognized God's redeeming work in others, even when it was surprising or strange. Sure enough, Barnabas recognized that what had happened was the work of the Lord. And he was glad at the display of God's grace, encouraging the new believers with the exhortation we all need to continue in grace and to remain true to God with all our hearts. I got to read that again. That's, that's, that's brilliant. So uh, Pastor Begg says, Barnabas recognized that what had happened was the work of the Lord. And he was really glad at the display of God's grace, encouraging the new believers with the exhortation we all need to continue in grace and to remain true to God with all our hearts. If we have lived our lives attempting to channel the Spirit of God into our own little concrete trenches, having determined that this way or that place is the only one in which God will work, we should reconsider. That's a great three words. I think Alistair Begg is right there. I gotta read that sentence again. If we've lived our lives attempting to channel the Spirit of God into our own little concrete trenches, having determined that this way or that place is the only one in which God will work, we should reconsider. As God continues to expand His kingdom and pour His Spirit out upon the people we least expect to be included in it, we have the opportunity to respond with the kind of enthusiasm that Barnabas exemplified. 
While the gospel message is unchanging, our world and times are changing constantly. Yet God continues to call people to himself from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. And there he's quoting from Revelation chapter 7. You're familiar with that. I would think some of you are. It's, it's the, this is where this is all headed, you see. And this is one of the reasons the Christian faith is the most inclusive of all religious belief systems on the planet. Um, it's offered to people from all tribes, all people, all languages, and every nation. Alistair Begg finishes up. He says, we should expect God to surprise us, to work in ways we had not predicted and in a time frame that is different from ours. And when he does, we need to be ready to be like Barnabas, quote, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, as he's described there in Acts chapter 11, verse 24, rejoicing in the new works of God, ready to be a part of them and encouraging others to continue in his grace. Amen. Well said, Pastor Alistair Begg. Truth for Life is the name of the daily devotional. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for this uh, encouraging word for us to open our hearts, to offer the welcome of the gospel to all. Not uh, find ourselves being surprised. I mean, we should be surprised more at the fact that you've welcomed us than anybody else, Lord. So give us the heart of Barnabas, each and every one of us in this regard, to uh, to be encouragers, uh, to be those who uh, share the gospel, make the gospel audible and visible. May our words and our deeds bring glory to our beautiful Savior, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.